Welcome to Worship Equals Life, where we explore the nuts and bolts of worship ministry in today's church, the technological, the visual, the musical, and the spiritual. I'm your host, Judd Cossum. Well, welcome again to our first episode of Worship Equals Life. I'm Judd Cossum. I'm the worship pastor at Allen Memorial Baptist Church in Salisbury, Maryland, uh, which many of you may not have ever heard of uh, out here on the eastern shore of Maryland. Um, I have been here for about four years. I've been in uh, worship ministry uh, for quite some time, vocationally for about 13 years. Um, That's just giving you a little background on myself before we dig into today's topic. This is a brand new podcast. We're going to talk about everything that we can think of to talk about regarding worship ministry. Uh, As we move along, my hope is to bring in some uh, other voices so that you guys can hear from other people besides just me, because there's a lot of great wisdom out there and I don't have it all, that's for sure. Uh, But today, I want to talk to you about what I think is one of the most basic and most important issues facing worship ministry that I think a lot of us miss. I think a lot of us come in and and just do our week-to-week Sunday thing, uh, especially, uh, you know, folks who are newer in the worship ministry, and we don't think about the structure of our ministry. We don't think about how important that is to have an actual structure. You know, we just come in and we do our thing, and we have other musicians and other folks that, that just come and do that thing with us, and we just make sure it's all happening on, on Sunday. And now I can tell you uh, what happens when you don't have structure, because I've been the guy who didn't build structure into his ministry. I've come in and, and taken over a ministry that had no structure to it uh, more than once, and, and I know what it's like. And what happens is people just kind of float along. People just kind of float along. They don't really have purpose. You know, they may fall away. Uh, because what's the point? What are we doing here? You know, it just, it's kind of just old hat. It feels like there's not much going on except, you know, we're coming in, we're playing music or, or we're doing whatever. The worst thing that, that really I've experienced is that people just get burnt out because when there's no structure, that means there's many things missing. Like, like for instance, your tech team may not even know what the heck they're doing because since there's no structure, they haven't received any training. And what I want you to do right now, if that's you, if any of that sounds like you and your team, don't freak out on me. Don't feel like I'm guilt tripping you. Don't walk away. Just take hold of what what we're going to talk about next and move forward with that. Because there's really no point in dwelling in what's past. And and it's never, never too late to fix it. Okay? And I learned it, trust me, from firsthand experience. So the first thing that I want to talk to you about is values. You might wonder why, you know, what's so important about values? Well, you think, you know, we all value the same things, right? We're Christians. We're all together. We're coming to church. We value worship, right? That's what we value. That's that's what we do. But one of the things you're going to hear me say over and over again is that you have to paint as clear a target as possible. Okay? You've got to be clear on everything. You know, you've heard this, you've heard this, if you've been in ministry uh, any amount of time, you know, when you talk about, you know, the vision or the mission statement for your church, it's got to be clear. You got to, you got to explain it clearly. You got to talk about it a lot. And listen, ministry values are the same way. 
Now we'll come back at another point and maybe and talk about um, mission statement or vision statement, but I really feel like values are where we've got to come together first, you and I. And we have to be clear about those values with our teams, right? What do we stand for? It's not just about what our purpose is, what our mission is. That's the mission statement. It's about what do we stand for? Who are we? And so we've got to be clear about that. We've got to be clear about that. So your ministry values, really, they have to align with the mission, the vision, the values of your church. Okay, that's, that's the first thing to remember. They've got to align with the, with the vision and the, and the values of your church. If they don't, you're going to find yourself uh, at loggerheads, at, in conflict with your senior pastor, whoever is involved in you know, creating and sustaining and, and teaching the vision of your church. And you don't want to do that. None of us wants to do that. So that's the first thing you got to remember is that they, they have to match up with the vision of the church. And you have to paint a clear target. So what I want to talk to you about today, I'm really just going to kind of give you uh, the, the values that we embrace at Allen in my ministry um, because for a couple of reasons. First of all, I'm just going to be honest with you. I totally ripped these off uh, from somebody else because I thought they were good. And I thought, why reinvent the wheel? And that's why I'm sharing them with you today. Listen, they were very open in sharing these with me and saying, here, you know, take them. And, you know, they share them with lots of people. So I'm not stealing anything uh, from from anybody and, and shoving it off as my own. This isn't mine. I didn't come up with it, uh, but I think it's really valuable. So I want to share it with you. And if you want, I got it from Gateway Church, uh, so which, you know, you may be familiar with. So there you go. Um, and if you want to, uh, you can uh, you can get that information from them. They're generally uh, pretty communicative. Uh, you know, they helped me out and gave me a lot of information on the structure of their ministry, and it's informed a, a good deal of what I do. They're not the only source that I work from, uh, because every church isn't the same. You know, every context is different. Um, so I tend to uh, learn things from as many people as I can, and implement all of those things. But if you want, you can get information from them, which I would definitely encourage you to do, get, get information from as many sources as possible. But you can also go to uh, allenmemorial.org. It's A-L-L-E-N memorial.org. Uh, that's our church's website. And if you go to the worship ministry page, uh, you can look at our mission and values right there. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about here today, you can find there. So I'm going to share with you the five values that our ministry embraces. And this is a good time for me because we're actually kind of doing our beginning of the year kickoff. Uh, and we're going to, we're going to talk in depth about those, uh, at that kickoff. So the first one, the first one we call core and, uh, it's, it sounds a little weird, uh, but essentially what it means is that at our core, we're worshipers. The most central thing about who we are as a group of people, as and as individuals, is that we're worshipers. So, and you know Romans twelve one and two, uh, where Paul says, "Therefore I urge you, brethren, 
by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. You know, and then verse two, he tells you not to be conformed to the world, and be, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, all of that. So we see that worship is central to life. I mean, that the way that we live, you know, we're called to be living sacrifices because that's worship. You know, and if you look at how Christ explains what it means to be a disciple, you know, if you want to come after, if you want to follow me, then you have to take up your cross daily and follow me, you know. Uh, it's about dying to self. A disciple and a worshiper are the same thing. They're someone who gives themselves, gives themselves to Christ, right? So that's how Scripture defines worship, and Scripture defines the church as a worshiping people. I mean, throughout Scripture, we see that the church is. That's our purpose. That's why we exist. That's why God created us. He created us for his glory, you know, to bring him glory. And that's what worship is. So at the core, at the center of who we are, we're worshipers. So part of that is committing yourself to understanding more deeply what it means to be a worshiper and to understanding more deeply what worship is. And, and another verse that informs that value, uh, in addition to Romans 12, uh, verse 1 and 2, is John four twenty three, where Jesus is talking to the woman at the well, and he says, But an hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will seek the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. You know, God is looking for people who worship in spirit and truth. And that spirit and truth, man... That's deep stuff, okay? I think Jesus is saying, um, you know, it's about, it's worship that's informed and empowered by the Holy Spirit. I think it means it comes from our own spirits. Um, it involves our emotions. I think that's part of what it means. That's a very, it's a very deep, a very loaded term, you know? There's a lot that Jesus is trying to say there. And then he says, it's not just in spirit, but also in truth. And the truth part of it, you know, that means it involves Scripture. It's based on Scripture. It's based on the truth. It also means probably that it's based on Jesus because he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, right? So it's based on him. It's based in actual truth. I think there's also, um, you know, a sense in which it means it's real, this is true worship. What you're doing, the, the worship that you're offering is true. It's real. I think also maybe there's a sense in which it means it involves our intellect, our, our ability to understand. You know, so in a sense, um, it means that worship involves all of us, all of who we are, which makes sense to me. Uh, because, you know, we're called to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We're called to love Him with everything that we are. And I think that can be another way to say we're called to worship Him with everything that we are. So there you go. That's, that's what it means, core, our first value, core. Um, that at our core, we're worshipers. And the second value uh, of our ministry is character. And yeah, these all start with a C. So there you go. Um, 
So character, you know, this one's pretty straightforward. You know, we have musicians, we have vocalists, we have uh, audio engineers, we have uh, uh, lighting technicians, we have uh, media technicians. Um, but before we're any of those things, we're followers of Christ. And we have to commit to a life in pursuit of Christ-likeness. And that's what it means to be a person of character in this context. And if you need a spiritual, uh, scriptural justification for that, you can look at Ephesians chapter 24. Um, sorry, <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4. Um, it's verses 22 to 24 in that area. It talks about, uh, you know, that we need to be made new, you know, because our, our flesh, our old self was corrupted and, and, deceit, and deceitful, had deceitful desires um, but we need to be made new in the attitude of our minds and put on the new self, which is, uh, according to verse 24, uh, is created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So Paul is saying, you know, put away that your old fleshly nature and put on Christ-likeness so that you can be who God's called you to be. And that that's that's the key right there, is that character means before we're musicians or whatever else we're doing in that worship ministry or anything else that we're doing, before anything, we are followers of Christ and we're striving to be like the, the one we follow. So the third value of our worship ministry is community. And, uh, you know, I think that's pretty straightforward. Um, you know, we want to be a people who fellowship with one another, you know, to use a churchy word. Uh, we, uh, you know, as a team, we often get together and do, um, you know, have a meal, um, you know, just hang out, uh, that kind of stuff, you know, and, and I, as the worship pastor, I try to, you know, pour myself into, uh, my leaders and other team members, uh, in ways that are not just here, let me teach you something or here, let me lead the band while you play in it. Right. Um, because there needs to be a sense of community. I think, I think if, if a team loves each other, they're going to work better together. You know, I mean, I think that, I think that really kind of goes without saying, but we need to say it. Community is really important. Look at Acts chapter two, um, especially like verses uh, 44 through 46, where, you know, we see them, uh, the, the church, selling their property and possessions and, and sharing them with all as anyone might have need, right? That they all, they kind of lived together. And I'm not saying we all got to live together and we all got to sell our stuff and, and, and all of that. But, you know, Jesus has some things to say about that too, let's be honest. Um, but what I'm saying is it's very important that we are together, that there is unity among us, that, um, you know, because the church is called a unity and listen, we're in a leadership position, not just those of us who are pastors over these teams, but the people in the teams are in leadership positions. And so community for, for your team to have a sense of community for your team to really value that, uh, will speak to your church and will be another way in which you lead your church into true community. So those are the first three of our five values, core, character, community, and number four uh, is craft. 
And this is, uh, you know, basically saying, look, God has, has called us to be worship leaders. God has blessed us with these gifts, these musical talents. Um, and it's, and, and, with, and he's given us the responsibility and the privilege, the honor of leading our church in worship. And so the idea here is that we commit as a team and as individuals to do our best to get better, to, to keep improving our craft. And that doesn't mean that, that as the worship pastor, I had the expectation that every musician on my team is going to be a professional level musician. I, I don't have that that expectation. You know, I think if you are a worship pastor at a church in Nashville, Tennessee, you can probably have that expectation expectation because there are a lot of professional musicians in Nashville, Tennessee, right? Um, you got to think about your context, you know, how high does that expectation need to be? Um, you know, what does that look like for you specifically? This is a general kind of, you know, craft is important and we need to grow in our craft. We need to be the best that we can be. And, you know, you as the worship pastor uh, probably need to decide what that looks like specifically. But so that one's pretty straightforward, you know, that we need to be offering our best. You know, we often use as our example for this uh, Psalm 33, verse 3, uh, you know, sing to him a new song, play skillfully and shout for joy. Right. He talks about playing skillfully. Let's play skillfully. And then, of course, there's, you know, uh, First uh, Corinthians ten thirty one. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Um, and of course, that was the uh, Judd paraphrase version. If you're not familiar with the JPV, you will be uh, very soon. Uh, it's going to blow up huge. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so so that's craft. Uh, one of the uh, probably one of the clearest and most uh, obvious um, of the five values that that we espouse as a ministry. So just to look back on that, um, our five, our four values that we've gone over so far, core, at our core, we're worshipers. Number two is character, uh, that before we're musicians or technicians or uh, audio engineers, we are, uh, we are followers of Christ, and so we pursue Christ-likeness. Uh, number three, community, um, which is we function, we need to function as a team, we need to love each other. You know, it's not just about doing the work together, it's about being the church, um, and number four was craft. And that's just about getting better, you know, being the best that you can be continuing to practice and do what needs to be done. And, uh, actually before I move on to number five, let me say a little more about craft because it seems really straightforward. And in a lot of ways it is. Um, but I think as worship pastors, you know, not probably 99% of the time we're musicians and it's easy for us to think of that in terms of, are musicians, right? And that's, you know, that's a no brainer, right? Your musicians need to practice. They need to know the music. They need to be prepared. Uh, they need to, uh, you know, practice their scales and, you know, all of those things. They, they need to, you know, do their best, right? Well, what does that look like when it comes to, um, like your folks who are running pro presenter, you know, running your lyrics on Sunday, um, there, there's a level of preparation and understanding that goes there too. And, and, you know, it behooves us as leaders to provide information for them. Right. And, and this is a way in which, you know, we as leaders can, can improve our craft is to get better at planning so that we can have information to people in plenty of time. 
you know, we need to give our musicians music ahead of time. And I think it's important to give like our, to give our media techs, uh, music ahead of time too, so that they can familiarize themselves with the music. They don't need to learn how to play the notes or any of those things, but they need to, to understand how the song works, how the song flows, because that will help them flow with you better on Sunday so that, uh, you know, they're not getting behind, uh, <laughs> uh, and, and confusing your congregation with the wrong lyrics and things like that. Um, and they need to understand how important that is. You know, that, that, that there's craft involved for them, too. And it's not just that. It's, you know, they need to know the software. So it behooves us also to provide them with training so that they know the software they're, they're using, so that they know how to run the light board, you know, um, so that your, you know, your sound, your audio engineers know how to run the soundboard and, and know how to fix a problem when it comes up. And, you know, if you're like me, uh, I'm not the expert on the soundboard. Right. I'm, I've never been an audio engineer. I can come in and, you know, I'll run sound for uh, something small. Um, but I would not be the guy to call if you need a sound guy who really knows what he's talking about, but I can provide training for those people. You know, I can, prov I can help them find what they need to have. So that's the PS on the end of craft. The last one that we're going to talk about is culture. And basically what that, what, what we're talking about is a culture of worship in our church. And what that means is that, you know, real passionate, truthful worship should be what's normal. That should be the norm in, in your church and because we're followers of Christ. And so we ought to be worshiping him that way. Uh, and so the idea of culture as a value is that we as a team want to allow God to use us to create a culture of worship in our church. How do we do that? Well, that's, you know what? That's hard, and that's too much to get into here anyway, but I'm not sure that we actually can do that. Um, you know, we cannot, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink, right? We can't make people worship. What we can do is try to create an environment, and you'll probably, you'll probably hear me say this a lot because I say this a lot to uh, everybody, anybody who will listen. Uh, we try to create an environment that's conducive to worship, that helps people worship, that gives them every opportunity to. It's up to them to actually worship, right? So the culture of worship, let's think about Colossians 3, 16 and 17. I'm going to read that one to you. I don't have that one memorized. Uh, so this is not from the JPV. This is actually from the NIV that I'm about to read to you from. Uh, Colossians 3, 16 and 17. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And this one you really know well. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So it's about this attitude, this lifestyle of worship just permeating everything. And, and really, you know, for me to pull out this, this one set of verses to define what it means to have a culture of worship, um, I could have pulled a lot of stuff. You know, I could have gone back to Romans 12 and used that one because it's really about worship being a lifestyle for us, for our people, for our teams. So there you go, our five values uh, for our ministry, uh, AM worship at Allen Memorial Baptist Church, core character, community, craft, and culture. And again, I would encourage you to check out Gateway, you know, contact them. Uh, the folks in their worship ministry uh, were, have been really helpful to me. Um, 
and this information, this this set of values comes almost almost entirely uh, from from them. So I, I just like I said, I thought it was great. I did not feel any need to reinvent the wheel. So I just I went with this and it and this is what we teach our people. This is what we tell them. This is who we are. You know, this is what defines us as a ministry. Do you have questions, comments, suggestions for future episodes, angry rants? Okay, not the angry rants part, but I want to hear from you. You can find me, Judd Cossum, J-U-D-K-O-S-S-U-M, on Facebook. My Twitter handle is at Judd K Music. My blog is juddcossum.wordpress.com. My website is juddkmusic.com. And you can email us here at podcast at juddkmusic.com. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. Let's keep striving together to live the worshiping life.